0: so long ago, and uh, it just still gets to me, I just want to thank everybody at Pathway Church, everybody, Nate, Carl, Todd, Andrew, you can't believe how much you have blessed those mountain people, you can't believe how much you've blessed the mountain people and how God's kingdom is being furthered up there. I'm not kidding you. When they took these guys up there, those children were being killed by witch doctors and sacrifices. And since you guys started sponsoring that school up there, we brought the gospel into that school. And the witch doctors are gone. They're gone. They either leave the area or they get saved. And we haven't lost one kid up there since these guys came up, we had lost 17 children in the 13 years I've been there. We haven't lost one. And the witch doctors are coming to the Lord, and those little kids, literally 90% of the school are saved. its I just wish I could take you up there, because you really don't know what you're doing. But God's people are so good. I just want to thank you so much, brother. You're, you're just... I'm sorry, I... Phew. I've been here too long. I gotta get back. I gotta get back. Thank goodness I don't have to wear that furnace filter. I think that thing was made of decent white. Where which one am I doing? Oh the clampets. Okay. Yeah. Here here's here's my my uh if it wasn't for my wife and two kids I would have left that country years ago here are the clampets, here's my two little pandemics you want to talk about pandemics here they are caleb and, and ben um they came here at 59 pounds they're weighing in at 78 right now if you can believe it canada's been good to them and my wife edna she's still stuck in haiti we're just applying for a visa right now to get her home um I believe it's time for my family to stay home now. Uh, Haiti has just been on such a decline. It's uh, gotten more and more dangerous. So my, my, our Lord willing, my wife will come and we're going to live at Elam Lodge where we are right now, me and the boys. And I'm going to return to Haiti. Lord isn't done with me there yet, but I think it's time. You know, we got to keep our priorities straight. God, family, and the mission. God, family, mission. I cannot put the mission ahead of my family, so they're going to stay in Canada, and 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 I'm going to go back. Next shot we got is uh is right where these guys were walking. Um, so so Grand Guava is right right here. We're in the mountain area. We're, these are totally unreached people. 93% of the population live in the mountains. And I'll never forget the mayor that he was with us on that trip and he said, Tony, you don't have to come up here. You don't have to come up here. And he was right. I had to go up there. I had to go up there. So these are the areas that we, we work with. And this number five is, is the school you guys support. That further, that far area there. And, uh, i got a verse. Am I going to read this verse right now off of that? So you know what's great about the Bible is every time you open it, it's new. Depending on what your situation is, verses just jump out at you. And I'll remember when I went to Haiti, Deuteronomy 18.9, it said, oh, no, that's Isaiah. Well, Well, we'll just stick with Isaiah. I like this one. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring the good news. Who bring the good news. We, yep. Okay, go, go back. Keep her going. No, okay. Yeah, Deuteronomy. This was really good. This is why God was speaking to me. When you enter the land of the Lord, your God is giving you, which is where we are, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. All right, keep going. No, oh, do you not have the whole verse? So it, it, that verse talks about, about do not practice voodoo, do not sacrifice your kids, I'm like, welcome to Haiti, because that is literally what, uh, what, what goes on up there. All right, so right now, okay, so right now Haiti is controlled, there's approximately 51 gangs in the country. About 51 gangs, and they are controlling the country right now. I don't even want to tell you what what goes on in this country right now. I've told Nate some stories, and I will not repeat them, but here's some of the guys that we deal with. You know, I can't even... You can imagine if you want to go to the bank, and you got these guys waiting for you on the highway. They They come out of the woods, and they just... They just put the gun at you and they rob you. This is our town, Grand Guave, this picture here. That's the, that's the only way in and out of the town. They killed the driver and blocked the road. Here's a tourist bus. So you can imagine the tourists arriving to Haiti and, and, and they, what they did was they smashed the, um, the bus and they robbed every tourist. This is right in our town. Now we got a friend. He's got a taxi and the gang said, don't take anybody in your taxi. If we see you on the road, we're going to get you. You can go to the next, next slide. And there's my buddy's van. Actually, oh no, we didn't ride in that one. We didn't, no, that was too nice. We were in the, the old jalopy. And that's what they did to his truck. This is what goes on in broad daylight every day. The police, they have no control over them because their guns are bigger than the little uh, fish, and, fish and price cap guns that they have. All right, but I'm going to tell you, as bad as it is, God is building his church. Don't ever forget it. God is building his church. And this next picture, it just, just moves me so much because this is where pathway comes in you guys have been funding not only a school you've been funding our kids programs You've been funding feeding programs. You cannot believe how much you've done for God's kingdom up there. All i got to do is i just got to be an obedient servant. It's not me. It's God. It's God in me. And this is such a big deal for me because the children are the next generation. They're the next generation that's going to change that country. And we've got an unbelievable children's program in four mountain sections. These kids have never heard the gospel. They only know, as when I went up there, when I first... First witness to the kids, I I said, "Ukoni JZ, Ukoni, do you know Jesus?" And the kids are like, "What's this white guy talking about? Do you mean Jab?" And they all knew the word Jab, and the Jab is the devil. And that's when I went to the marriage director. What are they talking about, Jap? Yep. I think that was in a previous video. He goes, oh, Tony, these children, all they're all voodoo. They don't know the Lord. And I said, aha, now I know why you got me up here, Lord. Here, Here's some little kids here that got up after the service. They've been coming for about two months to our kids' programs, and they came up to Edward, who you'll see next, and we want to know this Jesus. You would not believe that the change in those little children. <laughs> because Jesus is love. Jesus is love, and in Haiti, love is a weakness, so they never show it, if you knew how children were raised in that country, every one of the parents, if they were here, they'd be in jail for child abuse, you can't imagine, they've never been loved, but when they hear the love of Jesus, oh my goodness, the difference is unbelievable, so I'll tell you how much of a difference this is. the school that these kids go to, the, the, um, The director came to me one time. She's not a a believer. And I thought she was calling me because, oh, maybe she's going to come to the Lord. But she wanted to talk to me. And, and, uh, and, and we had started a kids program up there. They, had, the school has about 160 kids. We had about 60 of them coming to our kids program. So these 60 kids, they go back to the school. And guess what? They're not the same. Well, the principal of the school noticed it. A big change in the kids. How come these kids aren't fighting? How come these kids are staying after school, helping the teachers clean up? How come they're not fighting or, or, or disrespecting the teachers? And the little children, she went up and she asked them, how come you guys are different oh because jesus is in her heart he doesn't like us to do it the lady couldn't believe it she phoned me she came down from the mountains and she said would you please come to our school every friday and teach the whole school what you're teaching those 60 kids and every friday now we're at that high school that low school and we're teaching the gospel can you imagine a principal here in town coming to ask you to share the gospel only in haiti only in haiti next shot please here's edward please pray for edward he is such a solid guy he is a solid guy i got franz i got jordani i got enoch and i got edward this guy is uh looks after our kids programs and he's up there he's up there every friday and actually every saturday we do it on saturday because the voodoo parents they won't let their kids go to church they all know sunday is church day right so we they won't let their kids come to our, our 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 sunday school So we started a Saturday program when the voodoo parents are gone to the market. We kidnap their little kids and they come over and unbelievable. They go back. Oh, the stories I could tell you. uh, I mean, I, I couldn't. I'll be bawling. Keep going. So that's one area. Here's another mountain section. They let us use a school in this area and here's some of edward's little kids so every friday we're giving the gospel to these children it's just beautiful you you can't imagine what goes on and what's neat is they go home and the voodoo parents they catch them praying they'll they'll catch them praying in their room and the voodoo parents are all mad i've told you about that and they'll beat on the little kids and hit them and the little kids will come and 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 they'll be crying because their dad beat on them but you know what next thing you know the mothers are coming what's what are you teaching here what are you teaching here and We'll bring them to the Lord. Those little children will bring their own family, kids to the Lord, their parents. It's unreal. Okay, next. Okay, elderly. Listen, you know, probably the worst off in the entire country are the elderly. Like, forget, for, forget old age homes. They rot and they die right in their little shocks. So... We, we had the opportunity to witness to the oldest lady on the planet. She was 136. Some of you might remember that story. Joseph Jean, Jean, Jean Louise. We brought her to the Lord the last week of her life. She was 136 years old. So now the Lord's put these old people on my heart. I don't know if old people is, is the word for the day, elderly. Excuse the old people out there. But anyway, so, th- so this is little Cenophar. Little Cenophar. He doesn't know how old he is, like most of them. They don't have birth certificates. They, they, all they can remember is who was president at the time. So here's little Sinophar, and we used to drive by his little shack all the time, and, and we got him a bed. He, he, he used to take the door off his house Put it on the ground and sleep on his door at night. Then he would take the door, nail it back on, and go for the day. That's, that's how they live up there. And we brought him to the Lord. We, brought, there's little Ceno far. We got him some food, a bed, and, uh, oh, keep going. Oh, here's the next family you helped. Take a look at this. You're gonna complain about where you live? Seven people live in that place. That's what was left of the house. Actually, Carl, you guys sent me a bunch of food for this family. We delivered a bunch. And Pathway bought the goats. They lost everything. They lost everything. That's where they live. Seven people. Live in that place. And so we go by them, and they, and, and, and they know the devil does nothing for them. Guess what? The whole family got saved and it's coming to one of our churches now. They walk an hour to get there. They don't care. They just love it now. And, um, you guys bought the goats. You bought three of them actually for them. Oh my goodness. Are you going to show this one? I didn't know. I gave you this next picture. This is my son. <laughs> This is, I, there was a girl with me, and she took this picture. This is another old guy. He comes to our house every day. His name is Bombass. He was sick. And my little boy Ben said, Dad, can I pray for him? He, my, my son was baptized here. And that's him praying for this little, this little old man, Bombass. He's still alive and kicking. Ed and my wife's feeding him every day. And he goes around, and he and he collects firewood. He sells it to the bakery because that's how they cook, and that's how he gets a little bit of money. But we feed him. Next. Oh, now... Okay, all right, here they are. So guys, this was uh we were uh three six three on the three on the gator, three on the donkey. We were six hours. So we're on our donkeys here. We're doing an evangelism, and the mountain people knew we were coming. Look at them all waiting. We're coming up to the mountains. This is a huge market up here, and so we're coming up, and then you know a white guy sticks out in a crowd up there, if you know what I mean. And so we're heading up there, and we're going to evangelize this entire marketplace. The only way you can evangelize in the mountains is there's only three places that mountain people group. They do it at schools, voodoo temples, or markets. And on a market, you'll get 3,000 people. We'll take a loudspeaker up there. i got a portable speaker on the donkey. And, and we'll, we'll sit there and evangelize to these whole people. No kidding. We, by the time we're done, we've got 80 or 90 that want us to come back. And we go back. And that's how we plant churches. So this is, oh, yeah, what an area. What an area. Okay, here's Franz. So he's another guy you got to pray for. Uh, we're helping the watermelon farmers, uh, bringing their crops down to the market. And that's our gator. That's Franz. The reason I show this picture is because the gang guys I showed you early, they tried to kill him. So I had to take Franz and hide him in the mountains. He's still in the mountains. But it was good because we were planting a church, so I had to have him up there anyway. So the gang guys came right to his house to kill him. His mom came to my house. She's crying, oh my goodness, they're going to kill my boy. So I had to move Franz up into the mountains because they they wanted money. They wanted money. So when I go back, I'm going to the gang guys. I don't wait for them to come see me. I'm going to see them. And uh, that's why it would be great to have some KAH food because the food goes a long way with bargaining with these gang guys. But that doesn't matter. We've got gangs that came to the Lord to go to our church. So I just had to show Franz. He's a great guy. I met him when he was this tall. Okay. Prison ministry. What do I know about prison ministry? Nothing. Same as everything else I do. But the Lord does. Every one of these ladies got saved. Everyone. This is a women's prison. And it, it was unbelievable how I got to meet these girls. And every Friday... We're at the prison in another town giving the gospel to the inmates. We're talking 13 year old, 14 year old, 15 year old that have been in prison for years because they stole run and shoes. Sometimes their parents will get mad at them and they'll go to their cousin who's a policeman and they'll say, Hey, put him in jail just to give him, you know, just to discipline him. There's a little kid, year and a half. His parents have never been to see them. You wouldn't believe it. We are so blessed to live here. You want to see the prisons? There you go. You talk about COVID spreading in Haiti. Oh my goodness! 27 inmates at the one—the teenagers—got killed. Uh, while while uh, well, since I've been back, that's how they sleep. Isn't that incredible? Everybody, oh my goodness! Only God's going to change that. Oh the oh oh buddy, this is great. Oh I got got to tell you this one. You you, pathway. This couple here came to my door. The father crying. His, her, his daughter got shot walking through a manifestation. uh, uh What do you call it? A riot. The, the gang guys were shooting up, the, the police and the gangs were shooting and she's walking down the street while well, actually running away. She got shot in the leg and she just was laying on the street. She was going to bleed to death. So, Long story short, somebody carried her on her, on their back. There's no ambulances. You either go in a wheelbarrow or somebody carries you to the hospital. And she got carried and the doctors wanted, uh, like say 3,000 American to, they were going to uh, amputate her leg and they wanted 3,000 American dollars to fix her. To, to do the operation. Now $3,000 is 10 years wages to a mountain person. 10 years wages. So this poor man came because we had evangelized his area two years before. And he remembered the white guy. And so he come down and, uh, oh, brother Tony, my, my daughter. Anyway, long story short, we had the money. We got her saved. We, they th- operated on her. We saved her leg. And they both came to the Lord, the whole family came to the Lord. It was unbelievable. They go to one of our churches now. yeah, it was just awesome. Oh, here we are there 's kids against hunger. You guys have been all involved in that that 's the shipment of food and we do a feeding program up in the mountains and before we feed them, they hear the gospel. We generally do between twenty and a thirty minute gospel message, and then we feed them. And we had to plant a church. We had so many fam- I'm, no, I'm lying. We, we had to in- make the church bigger because we had so many families come to Lord from eating kids against hunger food. Just sitting there, they have to hear the gospel. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I, I'm not a charity. We, we you know, I'm not a charity. I, I'm, I'm a disciple for the Christ and we gotta feed them physically and spiritually. Like, look at it this way. They gotta be alive to hear the word, right? So let's feed them and, and feed them spiritually. Oh, Okay, so here we are, Kids Against Hunger Canada. There you go, there's your Haitian Hummer coming to pick the food up. Four hoof drive. And, uh, those people, they came five hours, five hours just to get the food. They're starving up there. This was the first year we've actually had people starve to death. First year. Here's our kids programs. So we generally distribute the food first and foremost to the, to our church leaders. We have four churches, so we usually, uh, distribute the food to, uh, to, to, to our church people and here's the little kids in their kids program getting their food eh? isn't that awesome just love that Carl okay so now you talk about church plants people ask me if I plant churches and really I don't what we do is we equip the Haitians so they'll plant their own church but I'm going to tell you guys some of these areas <laughs> the poverty is unbelievable take a look take a look at where we are there's where you'd be if you were in Haiti right now in a church that's a church take a look at that there they are, sitting on the stones. My heart, this is about, takes us, this is 12 hours from town, this area. We can get there in seven now, but it used to take us 12. And that was the church. So I went to Samaritan's Purse. Samaritan's Purse, they've left Haiti. And they had a huge compound with these great big um, Quonson Hut tents, military tents. So I went to the director. They knew me well. And I went in there and, and said, hey, guys, what are you doing with the tents? Oh, Tone, we, we got to tear them down. Get, can I get a couple of them? No problem. Next picture, and there it is. Take a look at what they're in now. That's the same people that were just sitting. That's our churches in the mountains. So what we do is we pour a pad. I have the, I, I have the Haitians build their own benches. I buy the wood, but they do the building. I give them a job. They build the benches, and there's their new church. They just love it. It's just great. We we've planted two of those. Okay. So so the thing is, the Bible says in Matthew, go out. It doesn't say go out and build orphanages and clinics and schools. Jesus Christ didn't come here to build orphanages. He came to save sinners. Go out and make disciples. This is our first disciple class. They're doing it right now. So we've got a radio station and we've got a discipleship training center. This We're training these leaders to go to their communities so that they can do the job so I don't have to go up there in those donkeys anymore. We're training and equipping leaders so that they can do it. They don't need a white guy up there. I'm there for support, basically support and, and for encouragement. So we're training this group of leaders, and they're going to go, and they will. So an average community in, uh, in uh, up in the mountains is like 350 families. So we take leaders from... From the areas. And now we're going to train equipment. We have a a one-year course in Creole. In their native language. Tells them how to be a good disciple. And how to be a good leader. It's awesome. It's it's just an an awesome deal. Now you guys. You guys actually bought these. So um, clothing is a real difficult. You'll see little kids running naked. It's incredible. So drives me crazy. Drives me crazy when churches do a clothing drive, all these big missions, oh these little kids, little heathen are running around naked up there, we need some clothes for them, what do they do, they get the people at church to send clothes in a container, cost you $10,000 to get that, those clothes there, I know, we've brought in a lot of containers, well guess what they have in Haiti, they've got clothes, you don't need to fill up a container with snowmobile suits and stuff they're not even going to wear up in the mountains. I can buy everything you need in Haiti. Why waste your money on a clothing drive when you can send the money to me and I'll go and buy the clothes right there? They, I buy them by the pound. That's what we're doing. We just bought this whole community a bunch of clothes. Actually, you guys did because you paid for those too. Yeah. Oh. Oh, there. That's, that's, that's another kids program. Um, Just some more little kids asking the Lord into their heart. That is my favorite thing. Asking them into heart. Because like I said, love is a weakness. Love is a weakness in Haiti. So like when we leave, Jesus is all they got. So it's real important that when they go home, that we get the parents because the parents will actually show affection. You know, and and for me i don't know if i told you before but i was never a love guy when i got saved i was jesus's wrath and you're going straight to hell if you don't come to him right that was me but you know what in 2007 um we bought we bought a coffin i don't know if you know the story i bought a coffin for a little mountain man to bury his his little girl she'd laid in the bed for set five days Laid in her bed dead for five days. He had no money to bury her. She laid in the bed for five days. No morgue, no nothing. In the mountains, you dig a hole and you you just put them in. But this little man wanted this girl to have a coffin. He had no money. She, You can imagine. You can imagine five days. And we bought a coffin for her. That's all I can say. But what really got me was the reaction of the little man. He hugged me and he asked me, Tony, how can I find love like you just showed me? How can I fight? I'll never forget it. No more wrath. I was all about love after that day. God really—he he, he tuned me up. And that was—that was beautiful. So anyway, the mountain people, as Nate knows and Carl, they've been up there. There's no roads. I mean, you got to see this. You saw it on the thing. And they know that if—if if I can get to their area, I'm going to be able to help them more. You know, they won't have to carry food on their head or anything on their head. So what do they do? This is the Department of Works right here. This is the road crew, 200 people. We fed them with KAH food, and they built us a road all the way up. And I'm talking up here. This this is no easy deal. All the way up there, and they built us a road. So sadly, that's what happens after you get a hurricane or a big rain. This is the conditions we're in right now trying to get up there. Yeah. So, so we had an area, there's front. We got had, we had an area up there. Uh, Lord put in my heart to want to help them because they had to go two and a half hours to get water. And the path was so narrow that an adult couldn't physically go to get water. So they used to send their children to go, to go on this two and a half hour trip to get water. Well, guess what? One of the little boys fell off the mountain and died, dropped 150 feet. I was just heartbroken. That's just another story. That's just another story. And I, I went to the leaders. How can we help? And Eaton General said, Oh, Tony, if you could just get us holding tanks. And um, there's a group called MSC Canada, Missionary Service Committee. I just dialed them up and I said, "Phil, I need water tanks." They sent me the money, and we put five of these. They're, they have 2,000 gallons of water now in the community. They don't have to send their kids. So what they'll do is they'll do one day of just mass getting water. You 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 wouldn't believe what it's like, guys. And how do they get up there? Six hours they carried that on their heads for six hours. You can't imagine life up there, you can't imagine, oh yeah, beautiful so here's our here's our radio station it's it's doesn't look like that now. This was just happened a few months ago. The hurricane hit it, so this is where we are. Nate and Carl were up there, so the the hurricane came through, and of course, we had a little bit of roof damage but but it's all good now and and I wish I had a finished picture of it, but I don't uh anyway, that part's the radio station, and this is our discipleship training center over here, anyway that's all I had, so we had, uh, this is our one year uh, reunion of a church plant we did, and look at the brothers and sisters in there, they just packed it, and these are the leaders, this is our another discipleship class right here, Uh, this is another class that we're doing, they're they're second in line, and they're the leaders of our church, and uh, yeah, so I think that's about all we got, Uh, yeah, you guys are just blessing blessing the Lord's work in Haiti and I just want to thank you so much for your prayers and support. You cannot imagine uh, how, how you, what you're doing for those people there. And I just thank Nate and, and everybody here at Pathway and you've been a blessing. And please pray for those Haitians and uh, just pray that God continues to sweep souls into his kingdom. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Ooh, thanks, Tony. <laughs> Man, that's emotional because, uh, as you saw in the video before, you know, Carl and I and a few other guys went up and we did the hike up that mountain. It's it's a hike, and uh, to be up there, Tony keeps saying that the uh, the uh, principal of the school wants to have us back, you know, uh, so that they can uh, say thank you to our church. Thanks for listening to the Pathway Church podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, go to our website, pathwaylife.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.